Welcome back to the Frank Walker Law Podcast, where we talk all things criminal defense and personal injury. Today, we're going to talk about the topic of why sex offenses are different. Listen, I get it. When people hear about someone getting arrested for a crime, they usually say, well, what happened? Oh, it was a DUI. Oh, that's something stupid. Everyone's got a DUI. No big deal. They can get over that. No big, no big deal. Oh, they got caught you no know, smoking weed or they got caught stealing something or they caught driving out a license or they got caught carrying a firearm. Man, that was stupid. That, that's crazy. But when you talk about sex offenses, it's a whole different ballgame. When people hear sex offense, they automatically conclude that you're guilty of that crime. They don't want to hear any evidence. They don't want to hear any explanation. They don't want to hear that it was no evidence. They don't want to hear that it was years ago. They don't want to hear that you're innocent to proven guilty. They will automatically conclude that you are guilty of the offense, whether it's rape, sex assault, statutory sexual assault, rape of a child, date rape, indecent assault, indecent exposure. Anything dealing with sex crimes, they're going to automatically assume that you are guilty. Here's the problem. You're not. You're not guilty. Their, their assumptions are totally wrong. Now, the Constitution provides that you are innocent to proven guilty. The Pennsylvania and the United States Constitution says that. You're innocent to proven guilty of all crimes. It doesn't specify gun crimes or DUI crimes or theft crimes or white collar crimes. All crimes. So if you're accused of something, you're not supposed to believe it's simply because you heard someone accuse them of it. That's not how the system works. Now, I get it. The news media will put it all on social media. They'll put it all on Facebook. It'll be all on your feed. He will be talking about it. People you ain't heard from in years. I knew something was wrong with them. I knew some, they were doing something crazy. It just sounds just like them. That sounds like something they would do. That's their problem. That is their problem. Your issue is that you're accused of a sex crime. People are going to automatically conclude that you are guilty. You need to get an attorney. This is not a misunderstanding. This is not a he said, she said. This is not one of those, oh, well, it happened so long ago, no one's going to believe. They are going to believe it. They're going to believe it. You need to have an attorney who puts your position in the best light, who lets people know that you are innocent to proven guilty, that you are willing to go to court, that you're willing to get your day in court, and you are anxious to get your day in court. If you have someone's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not doing those types of cases. That's not the attorney you want. If you ask someone that says, well, you know, I don't really specialize in sex assault cases, but this is something I could do for you. You're a good friend of mine. I'll cut your break on the fee. That's not who you want. You want someone who understands you are innocent to proven guilty. It doesn't matter what you're charged with. You want someone who's not afraid to look at the evidence. You want someone who's unafraid to hear the evidence. And you want someone who's unafraid to give you the tough advice you need to hear. This is not the time to be looking, trying to save money. This is not the time to try to figure out, okay, let me just get this over. with. What's the quickest way to get this over with? Let me just plead guilty. Because as a result of you pleading guilty to that sex offense crime, you are now, you may, depending on the crime, you may be considered a sex offender, meaning you have to register everywhere you go. You have to, when you change jobs, when you change addresses, when you move to different places, when you visit different places, you, you can't live within a certain a certain radius of playgrounds and schools without reporting. You have to do all these different things that are collateral consequences from you pleading guilty or being found guilty of a sex offense. So let's say you're charged with all these, you know, rape, 
statutory sexual assault, sex assault, and aggravated indecent assault in IDSI. So let's say you're charged with all these offenses and you plead it down. Your attorney works a deal where you pled down to a sole count of indecent assault. You're thinking, oh, I got probation. Not a big deal. I'm walking away from this. In some cases, unlawful contact, meaning mainly, let's say you're charged with unlawful, you get, you get convicted or plead down to unlawful contact with a minor and also indecent assault. Now you got to figure out, okay, Megan's Law. How long got to register for Megan's Law? And if your attorney doesn't understand the difference that there's two separate agencies that control that, now you just walked yourself into position to where you didn't register. Let's say you walk home and you go, oh, I just got probation. My attorney's the best thing ever. Six months later, you get a letter in the mail. Hey, you haven't registered. You, you failed to register. Now you're charged with a felony because you didn't register for something that your attorney didn't advise you of. Now, the court will advise you of it. And you may think, oh, I'm not listening to them. I'm just trying to get out of here. I'm getting probation. Do you understand, sir? You understand what you've been sentenced to? You just nod your head. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Oh, wow. You're not even paying attention. You walk out thinking you got probation. You're free to leave. Thankfully, you didn't get jail or prison time. And now all of a sudden you forgot to register. You need someone who's advising you of all the consequences. The court will advise you, but odds are you will spend more time speaking with your attorney in her or his face at their office talking about this case, talking about your defenses, talking about the consequences, not this jail and prison, but the consequence of also being have to register for Megan's Law. Make sure you have an attorney who understands both consequences, whether it be the criminal court or whether it be the Megan's Law registration, because everything's at stake. If you were to be convicted of a sex offense and it carries a five-year mandatory, a 10-year mandatory, would you be able to work your job that pays X amount of dollars in those 10 years? No. If you were to be convicted of offense and now you're not permitted to have any access to computers, you're not permitted to have any access to anyone who lives within this radius or work with these types of people, are you going to be able to work your same job that deals with kids or deals with computers? No. You're going to lose all of that. So if you don't have an attorney who understands what's at, what's at stake when you're charged with the sex offense, you're, you're making a grave mistake. You're making a grave error, and you don't want to do that. Any questions, give us a call, 412-532-6805, or visit us online at frankwalkerlaw.com. 